once again good evening everyone and welcome to this session a very special session session number 14 which will be moderated by me dr sagarika roy bhatia the lead academics and learning of round glass learning uh an alternate school for sports enthusiasts situated in punjab so today we have soulful school in collaboration with helios educor presenting this special session with none other than an eminent personality amongst us who is shaheen misri the ceo of teach for india and i'm extremely humbled having moderating this particular session with you shaheen and uh, that was little bit about me and now uh, i shall introduce shaheen to you and let me start with uh, what is her position with teach for india she is none other than the ceo of teach for india now a little bit about shaheen she grew up in five countries around the world and returned to india when she was 18 to start akanksha for 17 years she worked with teachers and students building akanksha to provide children from low income communities the kind of education that would maximize their greatest potential today akanksha serves 9300 children through their school pro projects and after school centers in mumbai and pune interesting isn't it well a little more in 2008 shaheen founded teach for india with an audacious vision of providing an excellent education to all children across india through building a pipeline of leaders committed to ending educational inequity in india today teach for india directly impacts approximately 32000 children across seven regions in india interesting uh, shahin has also created projects like the maya musical the kids education revolution which explores student relationship uh, sorry student leadership creating platforms for student voice and partnership and tfix which is a young long Uh, which is a year-long incubator program for passionate entrepreneurs who are willing to adapt Teach for India's model to their context and region in rural areas. A little more. Shaheen serves on the boards of Akanksha Foundation and Simple Education Foundation. Shaheen has been an Ashoka Fellow, a global leader for Tomorrow at the World Econ uh, the World Economic Forum, and and. Asia Society 21 leader she is the author of the book redrawing india and the miss mogli children's books she has a bachelor's degree from st xavier's college mumbai and a master's degree from university of manchester i mean this is these are just few lines of introduction for miss shaheen misri and now that's over to you shaheen for all of us here present to hear from you what all you have been doing as a ceo of teach for india so this is over to you thank you very much for your presence on this platform and we are all eagerly here looking forward to hear thank you so much sagarika for that warm warm welcome um and and a, a very um 
very happy um, evening to all of you on the call. Thank you so much for joining. These are, are strange times when we're not able to see each other in a room, um, but over Zoom. And if you can um, keep your video on, please do so that I can see faces. I, I can see that Sagarika and I both have our coffee cups and <laughs> we're drinking coffee during the session. Um, but so, so lovely to be here uh, with all of you. Um, I spent some time thinking about what I most wanted um, to share. Uh, with uh, with a group that is passionate about school leadership, um, because there's so much to share. And I think, you know, I've had a 30-year journey. I'm sure many of you have had similar long and winding journeys in your own careers, and there's so much to share. Um, but I think when I asked myself, what do I really want to share about? It was this single one idea. And that is the idea of partnership. Um, and so I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how this concept is really sort of keeping me awake at night, um, making me feel like if we just shifted this one thing in our minds and our ways of working, I think everything else would shift. Um, and my hope, because I loved the format of this session where I was asked to send a question, um, and I know we're going to be discussing and, and listening a little bit to thoughts on the question. Um, my hope is to learn uh, from each of you. Um, as you as you are introduced by me to this idea and concept um, of your own journey and your own relationship with this idea of partnership. And so with that, um, I think Devisha is going to be managing the slides because I wasn't able to share them from my site. So excuse me if I keep saying next slide, next slide. I don't, I don't like saying that normally, but next slide, Devisha. Um, so I wanted to, to start with um, this quote. Uh, some people care too much. I think it's called love. Some of you may recognize this. It's from Winnie the Pooh, um, who was a, a, a very special character as I was growing up. Um, and it was actually illustrated by, I spent um, many years working at the first organization that I founded called Akanksha. Um, and the children picked up the quote and I thought illustrated it so beautifully. But the reason I wanted to start with this is I think at the cornerstone of partnership and the idea um, of working together with our students is really the idea of love. So at Teach for India, we've created a little character. You see him there at the bottom right of the screen. Um, and his name is Mr. Compassion. Um, and his role in our lives is to remind us that no matter what we do as educators, we must do it with love um, and love at all levels. So love for ourselves. And I think in these difficult times where so many of us have struggled um, with illness, um, ourselves, with those around us, so important to look after ourselves, but so important to love the people we work with, the children that we work with and the work itself. So wanted to start um, with that quote. Next slide, please, Devisha. So if you look at, at Mr. Compassion, who I just introduced you to, and this on the face of it looks like a children's slide, but a Teach for India, it's not. It's a culmination of 10 years of thinking about 
what do children really need? And not just children, but what do all of us really need? And this is our best collective answer on this one slide. Um, and if you think about this, just even in the context of the pandemic, who are the educators and children who have been really resilient? Those that have the courage to face their fears, those that have the curiosity to research about what is happening around them, those that are able to collaborate with compassion, reach out to each other, look after each other's well-being. So at Teach for India, we are really saying if we can just inculcate these eight C's in all of our children, then they will really leave equipped for a very different future. And as we started thinking about our children, we said, hey, wait a minute. Actually, these are the exact same C's that we need to inculcate in ourselves. Somebody asked a beautiful question about gender. I'm glad you picked that up. We have tried to reverse gender stereotypes in the characters themselves. So typically in schools, boys are thought of as more courageous than girls. So we made miscarriage a girl. So that was the thinking there. Um, and, and there's one in particular that is circled and that is miscollaboration. The reason for that is that's the one we're gonna dive into a little bit more deeply as we think about partnership. But I did wanna set the stage by saying, this is something today at Teach for India, all our teachers are working towards, all of us are working towards, and all our students are working towards. What are the actions that build these eight seals? Devisha, next slide, please. And here's the big question um, that we're anchoring ourselves in. How can you involve your students as partners in making your school exceptional? Um, I'm very interested in this idea of what makes things great. Um, not incremental change, we need that as well, but what makes things really great? Um, and so this is gonna be the big question that we're gonna come back to after we share a little bit in the session itself. Um, next question, uh, next slide, please, Devisha. Ms. Shaheen, before you go ahead, just to inform you, I got to know that you have few children who also will be accompanying you in this particular presentation. Yes. So uh, the time allotted is uh, 30 minutes. So your session goes on for, I mean, five, till 5.40. So you Great. will have to manage those children also in this session. Absolutely. So, yeah. so I'll give you a reminder at around 35. Thank you. Will thank you so much. Absolutely. That, that was the plan. So absolutely on track. Um, if you look at these students here, many of you will recognize one or more of them. Um, the, the one I'm sure we all recognize, Malala, um, student leader that really stands out as being a champion of education. Top left, you'll see Greta, that many of us identify her as one of the icons of climate change. Um, started her, her work at 15 and today is sort of a global champion. Uh, on the top right, you will see Emma. Um, who was part of the, the terrible gun shooting in the U.S. and really led a lot of the, the anti-gun uh, work. And, and, and the, the bottom one um, is Yolanda. Some of you may not know her, but nine-year-old Yolanda is the, the granddaughter of Martin Luther King Jr. Um, and actually stood up in huge rallies in America 
talking about what it means to actually march um, for your lives, again, against gun control. Um, Devisha, just click once. So this question, what would it mean not for us to have these isolated examples of students, but really have students like this at every level of the education system, from our classrooms to our policy level. Um, so this is, this is my dream. When I say partnership, what that looks like to me is children teaching each other in classrooms. What it looks like to me is children engaging in governance at the school level. What it looks like to me is children sitting at the highest levels of national government in the HRD department, advising um, the government on the next curriculum and assessments. What would it mean to have students not be these icons, but be there at every level of the system? Next slide, please. So with that, um, Sagarika uh, ruined my surprise uh, of my children. Um, no, thank you so much for, uh, for welcoming them as well. Um, but I said, how can I do a session on partnership without actually bringing in the partners themselves. Um, and so today you're gonna hear less from me and you're gonna hear more from students who I believe are really partners in our work. Um, I think, uh, Devisha, have all three of them joined us now? Great, so we have all three of them with us. Um, on the far left is Isha. In the middle is Rehan. On the far right is Sandhya. They join us from three different Indian cities. Uh, so Isha joins us from Delhi. Uh, Rehan joins us from Ahmedabad. And Sandhya joins us from Mumbai. Um, so I'm going to ask uh, Isha first to come uh, off mute. And Isha would love for you to just introduce yourself in 30 seconds um, with something that is special about you and a little bit about your background. Thank you so much, Didi. Hello, everyone. My name is Isha. And as Didi shared, I'm from Delhi. And um, I'm studying in 12th grade. And uh, I don't know. Uh, what special stands out about me but uh, yeah I have been part of Teach for India for about six years and uh, right now I'm, I am uh, not part of really part of Teach for India but yeah still working with them and uh, I was part of Kids Education Revolution and the idea of partnership is something that was really new to me earlier but right now I think that it should be uh, seen as a good it should be a, an idea that uh, that is there in everyone's minds and it should be accepted globally, I would say. Yeah, awesome. Isha, Isha, don't don't get into partnership yet. We're going to have a lot of time to, to chat about partnership, but I'm going to push you. One thing you really like about yourself, what's special about Isha? Group of people who don't know you before. So how do you paint a picture so that they will remember something about you? I think, oh, uh, compassion is something I love about myself uh, because uh, initially I didn't used to believe in compassion much but uh, after some time growing up I believe that love is the answer to each and every question so yeah beautiful, beautiful. thank you Isha and welcome Rehan would you like to introduce yourself as well and, and share something special about you yes baby thank you so much 
Hello everyone. My name is Rehan and I'm from Ahmedabad, Gujarat. And right now I study in eighth eighth grade. And uh, it has been six year being part of Teach for India. And something special about me is actually I love I love uh, in basically I believe in leadership. Leadership is something that can change the world. And uh, and I have been uh, doing some sort of work in my community. Uh, and uh, with many leaders who have been part of uh, part of our journey working in the community and providing excellent education so that is something special beautiful thank you rehan and sandhya over to you hi everyone i'm sandhya from mumbai i'm 18 years old and uh, the the thing i love about myself is me like i love myself and appreciate uh, everything i have all the qualities and i call myself blossom beautiful <laughs> okay so what we're going to do is we're going to spend the next um 10 minutes or so really diving as deeply as we can into what partnership means um and kids you know me so i'm going to touch upon the why because i love the why i think if people understand the why they figure out everything else themselves um the what through your eyes of partnership and the how yeah so we're going to try to get to all three um i'm going to start by asking um rehan to start us off just a very simple question rehan if you had to say what is partnership what what is it to you if you had to paint a picture for this group as to what is partnership to you when you think about partnership between educators and students to reimagine education yes didi i think a uh, partnership for me is basically a uh, hello didi can you hear me yes rehan sorry there is lot no problem right now. so no. i think a partnership for me is basically a, a educator understanding a, a student much better than someone else that uh, he is able to uh, share his ideas and work together and uh, one thing you asked me that uh, if you had to paint a partnership so i think partnership is basically sitting uh, in a place what i have experienced with my fellow understanding him sharing my ideas sharing my way that what i want to do actually so that is actually partnership he has been been guiding me what to do what to not do and i as a student helping him in class to elaborate on many things in class how to work actually so partnership for me is basically working uh, which eat which uh, with each other and uh, helping each other and understanding each other thanks rehan and and isha taking that a little bit deeper so rehan spoke about partnership as being a lot of dialogue asking each other what your interests are leveraging each other working together when you isha have had teachers who have treated you as partners talk a little bit about what that's done for you why has that mattered to you i think uh, 
such a beautiful concept that you raise about trust being so fundamental to partnership and and really asking ourselves do i trust my students do i trust my teachers um and vice versa um do my teachers trust me and does my hm trust me um sandhya on the the idea of trust um can you come in and and share thoughts we talk a lot at the kids education revolution about what it means to create really safe spaces and when we say a safe space we mean a space where you can express anything it doesn't have to be the right answer it doesn't you know it, you can just be yourself you can express yourself you can be who you are um and that builds trust so when you think think about these concepts of trust and safety sandhya can you talk a little bit about how you've seen them be built like what creates a safe space what leads to trust so didi uh, like you correctly said like understanding the fact uh, like like sharing that this is a safe space and we'll be uh, helping each other and not judging you on what you share and what what you feel uh giving giving them giving each other the support that will be there for each other is what builds us to what builds the trust and the understanding of safe space and it's important like uh, when in this safe space if if like nobody judges us uh, for what we share what we think like be it anything even if we have some negative thoughts and we do not have any place to share but if it is a, if it is a safe space and when we share we feel so light and also 
it is a space where we be, we uh, we become our authentic self and not pretend to be someone else so yeah. like everybody is uh, so unique and we need that space to be ourselves and not pretending to be someone else and uh, like uh, uh, just expressing ourselves um and our true colors and then that's how we really learn from each other and i feel safe space does a lot than what we share it it is beyond that uh, beyond what we think it it is a feeling where we where our heart and mind resides and when when we build in, in that safe space we need to have that trust and that trust is built by understanding that we are for each other we are uh, there to support each other we are all developing together and not individually yeah we the connection yeah and yeah so it's a safe space and trust among us yeah yeah thank you sandhya um rehan i'm going to ask you to come in and give a, a concrete example i know i met rehan when he was i think 10 or 11 years old and he had already started his work in the community rehan lives in a, a very very difficult community in amdabad multiple challenges huge garbage uh, problem in the community a huge drinking water problem um and and as early as the age of 10 or 11 he wanted to mobilize change in his community so rehan would love for you briefly we just have a very short time left cuz we have to move on but briefly can you talk about the journey of pencil bricks how you worked with educators to drive change in the community yes didi so um i think at 2018 uh we started our work in our community if i talk about my community there is multiple problems problems in my community one of the biggest problem in our community was garbage mountain which are made up of trash and there are actually seven mountains of garbage and every day that was get, getting built and this was one of the problem which was affecting our community so much and every day when it used to burn there used to be lot of pollution in our community and that used to affect our people and uh, if we talk about education in our community in my community there are lot of people who don't receive uh, excellent education i used to see student getting forced to do things and then uh, we thought to start working in our community opening centers we started centers in our community we started with one and right now we were uh, before lockdown we were actually having a uh, 15 to 16 uh, centers running in our community and um, through they uh, that we were having a, our aim to basically provide excellent education and that that's how we founded pencil bricks so we uh, founded pencil bricks as a organization working in our community and then we had our large group in our uh, in our community which was including our friends our students like who were my friends who were in my class and our didi bhaiyas who were educators who were playing a big role in it running pencil break so we we just did uh, some sort of that work in our community and we tried to impact people actually 
and we had huge water problem in our community as we talk about garbage so when garbage is there there are different type of uh, factories around our community so which uh, basically uh, put lot of chemicals around the land and it it uh, pollutes the water so that was a big challenge and right now we have like um, municipal water in our community after the complaints and all of the work we had so right now we have municipal uh, water and as about our garbage mountain we uh, as we have working uh, so hard the government told that uh, they will be removing this mountain in seven i think uh, two years but now after seven months we are seeing that there is uh, no change happening so now we have been uh, working more legally filing rtis and and basically meeting different organization and forming groups in our community yeah thank you rehan so much and for all of you on the call i i want to just pause a minute and invite you to go to the chat um and just share what evidence as you listen to the kids on this panel today and we could have talked um for a long time but but i i want to move on um what evidence did you see of partnership in the way that the students spoke what they shared um if you can just take take a moment to share your reflections in the chat box um that'll be great um and as people are doing that one one final question and and maybe isha i'll bring you in here um it, it, what tips do you have if if people on this call are thinking oh my gosh i want every every single student that is in my school to actually operate as a partner what do adults need to shift to enable partnership in your opinion if you could just share um the three of you just one line each what's one thing that you would think adults need to shift to really bring out partnership in students Isha, okay uh, very quickly yeah so i think uh, uh, for teachers they need to really understand what partnership means and uh, understanding and then accepting it sort of teachers and students say that this is what partnership means to me and i will uh, use that in our real life but accepting and believing that is really hard even for students so that's really important other than that i would say understanding the word partnership is complicated some teachers what they do is they uh, try to give chance to students and in that they go backwards so it's like whenever there is a discussion they will uh, say okay students you discuss first you will argue with with each other and will share at the last that's not not how partnership works partnership is mutual so when when students are sharing you have to share too you have to ask questions you have to raise your doubts too that's how partnership should work yeah so that's important beautiful rehan just one line what's one thing you would tell educators to enable partnership i think didi every time we talk about that partnership is important we need to work and we need to thought about partnership uh, so i think right now we had lot of sessions and we have been talking to lot of people about partnership but i think one thing what we need to do now is now we have to move and we have to start partnering with students either yeah. like understanding them more better and we once we started start working with students now or anyone we start partnership i think we'll be able to understand much more about what partnership is actually beautiful beautiful just start that's the message i'm hearing from rehan uh, sandhya over to you 
So one thing that I would like to tell the educators about partnership is, uh, you like we are we have to learn from each other. Like you should be ready to learn uh, from others, no matter what age or what background or what uh, stakeholder they are. You need to be open to learning. Amazing. Thank you. Devisha, next slide. Kids, thank you. That was terrific. Um, to make this a little more real, I'm going to just share a few things that experiments that we are trying um, at Teach for India. So we are a, a registered trust. Uh, we now have students on our actual board. Um, so they are sitting in the same room as Nisa Godrej, Anu Aga, and other uh, board members. Um, we have students attend donor meetings. We feel like the best way to show the impact of our work is just to have people talk to our kids. Um, we have students speak at conferences. Now, like with this one, wherever I get invited, the first thing we do is write back and say, can a student participate? Because it's much more important that you hear their voices than my voice. We have students actually training our incoming teachers. So when our teachers come in, uh, they are observed by students because some of our students have been in our system for eight years and teachers are coming in brand new. So they have a lot to say about what works and doesn't work um, in a classroom. Um, we have students co-designing curriculum with us, um, co-designing lesson plans with us, um, advising us on our actual strategic direction, uh, what really matters. Um, we have students who are leading peer-to-peer -peer teaching, peer-to-peer -peer mentoring programs, so, and there are many more, but hopefully this is giving you just a, a sense of the different things that are possible. Devisha, next slide. Um, really, this is, if you remember anything from this session beyond the students, because I, I'm sure you'll remember the three of them, um, it's, it's really the shift in our own minds and hearts um, from, you know, we exist as educators to educate children. This is how we've been wired all of our lives um, to say, no, actually, we exist to do this work with our children. Um, think about how empowering that idea is. As a teacher, I am responsible for 30 children and their education. Actually, if I think a little bit differently and I say there are 31 of us in class and we 31 are learners and we're all teaching and we're all learning, how empowering is that? And imagine if we thought about our schools like that. My school has 500 students. There are 500 partners, each of whom has a unique strength that they can contribute to the, the school. Um, and my uh, experience has been children really want to help. There is such a innocent and pure goodness and idealism in them that they only need the opportunity um, and they want to help. Devisha, next slide, please. Another four minutes to go. Yes, we're, we're almost. Oh, you got to say. No, 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 no. I will be done. I will be done uh, on time. Don't worry. Um, so, what this could look like, and Devisha, I just request you to click through them as I share them. Um, and so, uh, imagine in your school telling your students' grandparents uh, to come in during history period to tell stories from their past. Grandparents can be partners. 
Imagine your students going to the local store to learn math and accounting and realizing how real accounting is and how important it is. Imagine convincing parents to put aside a small amount of money each month to save up for a tablet or a smartphone for their students so that learning doesn't just happen in the classroom, but so that their children can access learning anywhere in the world. And that is something the pandemic has really taught us. Imagine inviting people from the environment, a local environmentalist, a master potter in to school to actually bring the community into the school. Again, another type of partner. Imagine classes being co-planned and co-led by students. And I, I kid you not, um, I know a teacher who used to teach kindergarten and her kindergarten students co-planned and executed lessons in her class. Imagine your students going out um, to, to other NGOs for the visually impaired, for the hearing impaired, and actually driving their learning through helping others. At TFI, we call this change makers. You, you heard the beautiful example of how Rehan is the change maker. Imagine learning your science and math through farming or gardening every day. Farmers can be our partners. And finally, imagine getting your kids to go on a local treasure hunt to find all the assets in their own community. We're so wired, all of us, to thinking about what we don't have in our schools, in our communities, but what about shifting that lens? So this just gives you a, a broad canvas of what partnership could look like when we extend it even beyond our students. Next slide, please. Um, so that brings me uh, to the question and Sagarika, on time, over to you, one, one minute to spare. Um, awesome. This was the, the question that I shared. How can you involve your students as partners in making your school exceptional? Wonderful, awesome, awesome. Uh, can we have the questions here? Just a sec. Yeah, so uh, we have a few questions for you, Shaheen, uh, asked by our viewers. And the first question goes to you, equity and equality in education is like a mirage. How do we achieve it? Yeah, I mean, such a beautiful and big question. Um, it would take several days to, to answer this question adequately. But I do want to bring us back um, to the idea of unleashing our children's greatest potential by seeing their role in the system differently. Um, you know, I, I have worked for the last 30 years with children who have the most difficult lives, unbelievable challenges. And yet I've realized that it is the giving them the opportunity to serve and make the world better that actually uplifts them and helps them reach their, their greatest potential. Um, so I think it's a, it's a tough question. I'm thinking right now about digital access. 
at Teach for India, we're doing a massive drive now to make sure that all of our kids have hardware so that they uh, can still learn like, like higher income children. So there's a range of different things we need to be doing as organizations. But I would say rather than getting overwhelmed and thinking, yes, it's a mirage, it, it is a very far away dream. Can we think of our students as partners in actually answering that question? Wonderful. Uh, the next question is, do we have education that helps children to go and start their job with the degrees they have? Yeah, you know, I'm a, a big believer that we've been so conditioned to thinking that the ultimate purpose of education and our schools is to get kids jobs that I think we've done kids a big disservice because we have not prepared them for life. Um, how do we expand the purpose? And I say expand because livelihood, of course, is of critical importance, especially for children who live in poverty. And it is my great hope that an Isha, Sandhya, Rehan get the job of their choice, but it's not enough. And I think the answer to that question is no. The education we're providing today does not help you have the job of your choice, succeed at it, and live a happy and fulfilled life. That's why I started with the eight Cs. I think if we really think about the skills we want to build in our children, and not just the content knowledge that they need, um, our kids will be much more equipped for life. Right. Uh, well, the third question is: it, Is it possible to define a minimal, a minimum common level of e of quality which can be attained in all the schools? Minimum. I think so. I think so. I think we must do it. You know, I had a student tell me once, um, "Didi, don't set a bar for children because if you set a bar, they will not go beyond that bar." Um, and I found that so powerful. Um, we must have a minimum, but we must help our children and our teachers realize that this is a process and it's not a process that ends when you when you leave school. Um, you know, we, we somewhere lost the plot when we uh, said education is classroom instruction. Education is life. We are learning consistently through um, our entire lives. And yet at the school level and the classroom level, I think we must have, have a, a level of quality that we define very clearly um, outcomes that are not just content, but skill based and to hold the highest expectations of our students. You know, our kids, when we do these sessions, we don't tell them what to say. We don't listen to their answers. We give them the broad flow. This is what we're gonna be doing today and we trust. And we know that sometimes they'll make mistakes like we do and they will learn from those, but it's holding kids to the highest expectations that I think would be my, my key recommendation. Perfect, very well said. Uh, and the second last question that goes to you is, what do you feel is a priority to transform education in an immediate basis, on an immediate basis? Yeah, you know, I mean, I have so many dreams for education and as, um, as all of you must have deeply immersed yourselves in the, the new education policy, we've been reading it and trying to say, how can we serve the nation even better, I think Ganesh earlier in the chat window um, mentioned a comment around uh, the, the children on the panel um, living 
the, 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 the skills of a democratic citizen. I think this is, has to be our biggest, most urgent priority. How do we help our children practice what is enshrined in our constitution? Equality, liberty, fraternity, and justice, and practice it right from kindergarten through school. Um, and so not learn it in a moralistic way, but really say, how can I be equal in my classroom? How can I be free in my classroom? How do I practice these ideals? How do I care about my own life and my own success? But equally, how do I uplift those around me? I think that that's the priority. Truly, truly, truly said, yeah. And the last question, what are the parameters that you suggest will uplift the education standards within the classroom? Um, again, I'm going to just go back like a broken record to my seals. I think if we're asking ourselves as teachers every day, um, did my, my students exhibit courage? Uh, did I exhibit courage in my actions as a teacher? Um, as a student, that may mean I'm shy and I don't have the right answer, but I have the courage to put my hand up. That's courage. That's practicing courage. Um, do my children exhibit compassion? If someone next to them isn't learning, are they just doing their own work or are they stopping and sacrificing their work to, to help the person next to them? Uh, that really matters in today's world. Um, do my students exhibit curiosity? Are they just listening and agreeing or are they arguing with me and debating and expressing a different opinion? How beautiful is that? Um, so I, I see these C's as really the parameters for 21st century education. Super, super. And uh, yeah, with this, we move to the next, uh, uh, the next program. That is, we have our speaker, Rachna Joshi, amongst us. Rachna? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And your time starts now, Rachna. It's 17.47. And we should be able to wind up by maybe three minutes to six. So that yeah. I use those three minutes just to finish my ending notes for all of you. Got it, ma'am. Got it, ma'am. Yes, Wonderful. And if you need me to moderate this session as well, I would moderate it. But you could start with your questions. Yeah. Over Thank to you, you Rachna. Yeah. Thank you so much, ma'am. So, um, yeah. Nice, uh, really nice listening to you, Shine, ma'am. I had the pleasure of listening to you last year at uh, uh, Taj Vivanta also, where you told us education is like the biggest show. So that was a beautiful session too, ma'am, and your beauty reflects in everything that you say, ma'am. So thank you so much. I'd like to thank Dipankar and his team at Future School Leaders uh, for having given me this platform to be able to talk to you, ma'am. And uh, thank you, Sabarika, ma'am, you're a beautiful moderator, ma'am. <laughs> Thanks so much. So yes, ma'am, the question that you had given to me was about partnering with the children. How do we involve our children? So ma'am, uh, I'm, I'm Rachna Joshi and I'm the principal for Sikshanku, the global school. And I'm at uh, Dehradun, which is in Uttarakhand, the capital of Uttarakhand. So um, how we go about it is, ma'am, uh, we've done, we've made sure that uh, from the basic, like when we are mainstream school, from the very basic wherein they design the assemblies, 
how the assemblies happen, we design that. There is a lot of work, as in like we divide a lot of committees. So all the script writing, the dramas that happen, the script writing that happens. There's a lot of co-creation inside the classroom also, because once the teacher starts, and then she leaves it to them and takes it and lets them take it to a particular point where, you know, so they take the curriculum to a particular point where, okay, this was not what was intended, but maybe it goes to a different level. So there is a lot of co-creation in that also. We've got different programs, ma'am. So when we say we have programs like the Katha Kahani, we have programs like Karuna. So Karuna is a community outreach program, ma'am. And where every grade gets to write from grade one, they get to associate themselves with different NGOs, different places where they can help and in and around their school because we're talking about trying to be part of that community wherever we are. So yes ma'am, the little schools, the little orphanages, the little uh, old age homes. So we're connected with those people in a very major way. That's the thing. But that's like, uh, we, we go by that uh, Fritz way ma'am where we feel and then we imagine and then we do it and then we share it. So we're doing that kind of a thing, ma'am, where we're collaborating. And and what's nice is that children are at the forefront. They are doing it. It's like, you know, uh, last year, I mean, uh, last year what we did is with grade two, they, we had an entire grade two. They were uh, working on an, uh, because they went to an orphanage and they've been regularly visiting the children at the orphanage. And they kept wondering because the orphanage had everything. They had beds, they had uh, eatables, they had everything. So uh, they came back and we were having a lot of conversations with them. And then when they knew one of those children said, they said, they have everything. What is it like? And then they were like, we talking and we said, the only thing they're missing is their parents. They didn't have parents. And so one little child said, and so then that, that figured a whole lot of work, you know. So ultimately what they did is they started meeting little, little things with waste stuff, with best out of waste kind of thing that we do. And with every little things, there were sessions that they were taking out of them from their peer times, from their life, from every little times and trying to make things for those children. And what we did is by the end of the year, we did an auction and the parents came in to pitch in, you know. And so then we, from everything, right from the beginning till the end, the children managed the entire show with auction happening at a big level and we were able to get 25,000 from that grade too with little things, posters wow. and everything else that they made. And so 25,000 we were able to get it and then with that, then the repair of the ICT lab because that's the need that the orphanage had told us, you know, that they really need. So repair of those computers is what the thing. But ma'am, uh, all of this is, uh, I mean, so it's like, uh, yes, we're trying. When children see the need for it, our middle school has done an entire drip irrigation inside the whole campus because they saw the gardener work. And the gardener comes in, ma'am, to take sessions with them. The electrician comes in to take sessions with them. Our physics doesn't happen without the electrician. Our uh, bio doesn't happen without the gardener coming in. So we have those kind of things that are uh, happening very good involving. And then this entire week was the Grandparents' Day week. And we had every grandparent on board coming in to take a session with the children. And the sessions were like mind-blowing because we had IIT professors and we had uh, farmer grandparents and we had grandparents who been equities in different, different uh, places and CEOs of different companies. And they came in and they took proper sessions. So the entire week, the children have only been talking to the grandparents. So, you know, and we call them the most precious of our family, of the entire school family. 
So that is all part of the Cardinal program, ma'am, and that we take as the most important program in our school because we realize that's the skill that we're missing. But there is there is something missing, ma'am, and then the core of it is our relationship. We we we're very clear at Shankar. Relationship means everything. So me, my relationship with my learning, me, my relationship with myself, with my coworkers, and when I see when I see coworkers, it's the teachers, it's the parents, it's the children, and it's the support staff also. Ma'am, how much importance does a relationship inside an education inside a classroom how much does that signify for you like what do you what would you call a relationship and that's and over to time yeah yeah i mean firstly just so my heart feels so full listening to you um so so beautiful um to hear all that that you're doing th through karuna and, and that you're giving it such importance um i think relationships are so important so important um and i don't think you need to know everything about a person or spend years and years or tons of time it's what you do in that moment to make somebody feel safe listen to cared for um the way you smile uh, your body language um those things uh, that that create really that safe space and let someone know that they are precious and what they say matters and um i think that's very very important and i i've never seen i've studied so many great teachers across many many different contexts i've never seen a teacher be able to get sustainable results without strong relationships yes yeah, yeah. and i Sorry, just one last thing. I I think what matters a lot though is how do we treat teachers? You know, I think a lot of what teachers do in the classroom is a result of we what we do with our teachers. And so, really examining power and hierarchy within school systems, we're all wired to like control. Um, you know, that's we've been conditioned in the education system. If we are the decision maker, we like being the decision maker. We may say we believe in partnership, but giving up control is is very scary. Um, and so, I think how we treat the adults matters a lot in how we want them to change the way they treat children. Yes, yes, and so then there's one more thing, ma'am. So how much does so then it's isn't a lot about role modeling also to the children. Yeah, so much. I mean, how many times have you seen a teacher be talking about respect and then yelling at a child five minutes later? What is the child going to remember? You know. And again, I don't think it's about a teacher being perfect. None of us are perfect. We all are flawed. We make so many mistakes every day. But can you be authentic? Sandhya used the word. Can you be authentic in a classroom? Can you be yourself? If you make a mistake, can you say sorry in front of your kids? Can you be human? I think that is what really matters. And ma'am, there's one more thing. How much does reflection, reflection for? Because we do a lot of reflection, a lot of journal writing, yeah. and a lot of you know doing something and then reflecting. How much do you think reflection really contributes to uh, progress? Everything, everything. I don't think the 
what experience you have matters. I think it's the meaning you make of the experience that you have that matters, right? This could have been a great session. This could have been a terrible session, but you could have got as much out of it, no matter what kind of session it was. That's your ability to make meaning of something. So we call it in our eight C's, we call it consciousness. Essentially, it's what you're talking about. It's reflection. Um, can I, after every single lesson, can I connect it back to what am I learning about myself? What am I learning about others? What am I learning about the world through the content that I'm actually learning? So I think very, very important. Yes. So now so, maybe we can open the floor for uh, discussion. Uh, for questions, uh, viewers, if you all have any questions, maybe I have time for maybe two or three questions. Could you please put your questions here once you have your questions and we could ask. Uh, hi. hi, this is Ganesha. Can I just shoot a question to Shahin? Yeah, please, please. Yeah. Uh, Shahin, hi. First of all, thanks for giving some incredible guys to our organization. I represent Chrysalis. So uh, there are a lot of guys who are so passionate about to come and work with us. I want to ask you this question because if you look at uh, uh, TFA as an organization, right, you have impacted so much at a ground level. Have you found, I mean, generally, uh, children do not want to become teachers. Uh, have you found anything different uh, in the in the school which you work with? Have you been inspired and wanting to become teachers? I would love to hear that from you. Yeah, it's such a great question, Ganesh. I mean, we're a little bit too young because our kids are still in college. They've not yet graduated from college, but a big focus in our next few years is going to be to recruit our own students back into the fellowship. It is a big dream that we have. So fingers and toes crossed that that will actually happen. I do think um, children change the way they think about the profession of teaching based on the teacher that they have. Um, and so if, if they have a very positive experience with a teacher um, and they can relate to that teacher, I think it makes the profession that much more relatable. Wonderful. So with this, uh, we shall end uh, today's session. And that's thank you very much, Shaheen. And also thanks to your team. That is Sandhya, Rehan, and Isha Thakur. Wonderful. It was actually a, a very good insight. It was a very good insight uh, for all of us into what you're doing. And uh, I'm sure the challenge that you have with you, that is we are bringing out equity and equality, preparing students for life, to lead for them to lead a meaningful life, and then practicing equality liberty, fraternity, and justice in schools. These are some points I think all we educators take back and let's just follow this uh, so that, you know, we can make the education system more robust and of course, teach children to live life more meaningfully. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Future Schools, for uh, giving me this opportunity to moderate this particular session. And thank you, viewers. And we look forward to seeing you for all our forthcoming sessions. And that's the end of session 14. So, au revoir, good night, goodbye. See Thank you, you so much. Thank you.